When Trey Gamage started the 2021-2022 school year, he thought it would be just a little easier than the past two years. But he was wrong. Everything was still hard, even asking for help. And as Trey tells us in this presentation from the Teacher New Year Reboot Conference, very few people enjoy asking for help. And it's uncomfortable. But here's what he learned about asking for help through the most challenging semester of his career in education. Today, I wanted to share Trey's inspirational presentation from the New Year Reboot Conference. Did you know if you missed the conference, you can still view the presentations through our $39 extension pass, head over to educatorstoeducators.com backslash NYR to grab that extension pass and watch all of the new year reboot presentations. But for now, let's give Trey's presentation a listen. What's up, educators? It's Trey Gamage back again with SEO Educators, and I'm excited for the Teacher New Year Reboot. These E2E conferences are always refreshing and a great way to kick off a new year. You know, I thought this school year would be at least a little bit easier than the past two, but it's not. And I find that I'm learning more about myself this year specifically I'm learning how to ask for help. It seems easy, but when you think about it, everybody's response to asking for help is, I don't like asking for help. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to bother anybody. Well, that's why when we do ask for help, it's so awkward. There's a nuance to asking for help, especially if you're truly trying to solve a problem. To be an effective school leader, teacher, adult, or just person, you're going to have to ask for help. And here's four steps that will help you do just that. First up, zoom out. Understand the pain and the problem. There's a story author Dennis Kimbrough tells about obstacles and perspective. If you hold a pebble too close to your eye, like this wooden one I have here, it seems like it's an insurmountable object. I can't see anything beyond it. But when I change the angle or the perspective, my perspective changes. And now I can see this pebble for what it really is, a milestone or a stepping stone on my way to success. Sometimes you can get in too deep and all really in your own head. And before you truly can ask for help or be ready to ask for help, you've got to zoom out and take perspective. One way to do that is by talking it out. When you're too close to a situation, you only have one angle, so you have to change your lens. And you can do that by talking through what you're going through, by talking through what you need help with, or what you think the problem is, so that you can have a deeper understanding of, of what's really going on. Initially, when you start to talk it out, you, you might be all over the place, emotional and passionate. But once you get tired of talking, you'll start to find the truth. Do you have two to three go-to people that can give you perspective? Not the one that you want, but the one that you need. It could even be somebody outside of your circle, but has an expertise in the problem where you need help. A second way to zoom out is to write it down. The idea is to truly understand the problem that you're trying to solve. 
In your head, it might be someone not listening to directions or following through on action items. But when you start to write things down and talk them out, you start to realize maybe it's my communication that isn't effective or my directions weren't clear. Did I really ask for help or did I just passively mention that I was struggling? I have to understand how to point the thumb and recognize my role in solving the problem so that I can really get the help that I'm looking for. I'm gonna keep being honest and say that sometimes asking for help can feel like you're blaming someone else. Maybe that's why it's so hard in the first place, but that's why you've got to be a thumb pointer. In college, one of my coaches said, you have to be a thumb pointer because every time you point your finger at somebody else, there's three fingers pointed back at you. In every situation, you have to understand your role and the part that you play in the situation, even when it's asking for help. Is there an issue because I lack detail orientation or because I'm assuming things are being communicated but I'm really not saying them explicitly? Is it because I'm not taking enough time to dot all the I's and cross all the T's? I can ask for help, but first, I've got to be aware enough to acknowledge my role, good, bad, or indifferent, in solving the problem. Number three, be ready to listen. You know, when you ask for help, you might not always be ready for the feedback or the words that are going to come from the person that you ask. It can feel like a thorn right in your side, but if you really need help, start to listen for perspective. You might not agree with it, you may not like it, but this is the perspective that you need to hear so that you can move forward from your problem and into a place of a solution. Be ready to receive the feedback and the support that you ask for. Getting help can mean changing and growing, and both of those things are uncomfortable. It might take months to get it right, multiple conversations. The quick fix, yeah, that's lovely. But there's other problems that take time. For me, I was overwhelmed with uh, the responsibilities that come along with preparing our school's first graduating class so that everybody is gonna graduate with a diploma and then some, and that everybody will be ready for college or their career in no time. I mean, it's crunch time and the level of detail, the level of vigilance, the level of digging to make sure that everything these seniors need to graduate is in place so that they are ready for the next phase of life. I tried to ask for help because it was so overwhelming, but it didn't come across productive. It came across more as selfish because I was thinking about what I had to do to help me and the seniors, but I didn't zoom out. I didn't see the big picture. I didn't point the thumb and I wasn't listening. It took almost two months to get back on the same page with the rest of the team who stayed with me along the way. It took that time to understand my role in the problem and the solution that I had to be a part of in order for us to fix this. But I had to listen. I had to listen and hear what was being said so that we can get to a place of productivity and solution. Take action together. 
You aren't supposed to get through everything that you're going through on your own. When you're asking for help, the people that you are putting your trust in are most likely going to be available down the road to help you be accountable and to follow through on what you guys discussed. For me personally, being able to say something out loud to someone else and discuss it, that's what makes it real for me. And since I've said it to somebody else, I'm committed to making that happen or I'm not following through on my word. There's a big difference between collaboration and working together. You know, I've been a part of both teams where our communication is via email and I'll do my part, you do your part. And at the end, we'll just put it together and we'll see if it works. And then there's collaboration when you are sitting down and you're, you're talking on the phone or the FaceTime or the Zoom and you can collaborate and come to a consensus, come to an agreement, come to a solution, even if it's in real time. That's when you're collaborating, not just I say this, you say this, okay, let's do that. We've got to work together to find a solution and see how this works because particularly in education, if you're struggling with it, there's a trickle-down effect and it's your team of adults or their team of students that's going to feel the impact. So at the end of the day, the big picture is working together as a professional learning community or as a school team to make sure you're solving the problems for yourself, for your students, and your community. This is what I've learned about myself during the new school year. How to ask for help. There's nuance to asking for help. There's details that go along for asking for help. And sometimes you just gotta slow down so that you can speed up. As a leader, as an educator, as a parent, as a person, you're gonna have to ask for help. And a, a, a final, mm, you're gonna have to ask for help. Even if you know what to do in theory, it takes another set of skills to put that theory into practice. So I'm glad that I got to talk with you about how to ask for help, and I'm so glad I got to be a part of the Teacher New Year Reboot. It's my hope that this session here, this training will help you understand how to ask for help. You can follow me at Trey Gamage on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can visit our website, seleducators.com, and also our YouTube channel at SEL Educators to learn more about our adult social emotional learning activities and skill building for school. Thank you all for joining us for this presentation by Trey Gamage. Trey, thank you for being an outstanding and just incredible example for all of us in the education space. Thank you for joining us once again for this special edition of the Educators to Educators podcast. And until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.